And welcome back, everyone. Welcome back to the Pokemon Adventures podcast. It has been forever since we've been here in our little studio. I know I've kept you guys waiting. I know we, we left off in a bit of a cliffhanger. As far as you guys remember, I think the last thing me and Chas covered was Team Rocket getting defeated. A terrible, terrible Pokemon fusion, but we are back at it again. We have a mission. Our mission is still to complete the Pokemon Adventures manga, but it's a few things I got to update you on. And uh, first things first, I want to say thank you to my old partner and co-host Chas. He helped me get the podcast off the ground, but of course now Chas has moved on to bigger and better things. And honestly, Chas, if you're listening out there, thank you. Thank you so much. But now, I also want to present to you guys a good friend of mine, somebody who thinks they know Pokemon more than me. And if you guys could see me, I would be pointing up the quotes with my hands. But anyways, this guy, old friend of mine, big, handsome hunk of him. His name is Uriel, and he's going to be helping me. He's going to be taking over. He's going to be filling in Chaz's old shoes. Everybody listening right now to the Pokemon Adventures podcast, I present to you my good friend Uriel. Uriel, why don't you say hi to everybody? Ah, shucks. That's a very warm introduction. Thank you, Sergio. So, to our listeners here, what Uriel doesn't know actually is that so so far he thinks he's part of the podcast, but as a matter of fact, he's not even going to continue if he can answer a few questions of mine. Oh so, dear lord! So, like I said. I would never, trust me when I say this, guys, I would never allow anybody on this podcast that does not know Pokemon. So, Uriel, are you ready to get your uh, knowledge on Pokemon tested? Not really, but... Do you have the Pokedex downloaded into your memory? Uh, Not my memory, but my phone memory. Are you ready to answer very extremely difficult Pokemon questions that only Pokemon nerds know? Sure thing. Hit okay, me. so to our listeners, I'm gonna I'm gonna show Chaz. I mean, not Chaz. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You know what? You know what? Let's just wrap this. That's a wrap, guys. Thank you so much for listening. You know, sit, sit, sit your ass down. Okay. Sit your ass. All right. Down. Go back in the chair. You know what? Screw you. Sir. We're gonna find out today if you're really ready to be called a Pokemon podcast host. Oh. So, question number one. I don't know. <laughs> So to our listeners, so you guys can know this, let's see if Uriel can answer this. And maybe you at home that's listening right now, wherever you are, if you're driving, walking, listening, trying to fall asleep, let's see if you can answer this question. I'm going to show Uriel right now a picture and let's see if he can name all the Pokemon in this picture. Very simple. I'm going to turn the phone around, guys, and I'm going to show Uriel the picture of every starter of every generation and he has to name them okay fine so we have on the fire side we have uh charmander we have syndicate we have torchic we have uh chimcharm tepic fennekin uh litten scorbunny i think and then we have fuecoco and on the grass side we have bubblesaur chikorita trico tortwig snivy chespin uh rowlet Grookey, Sprigatito, and then we okay. and then we have on the water side we have Squirtle, Totodile, FYI pretty cool Pokemon, Mudkip, uh, Piplup, Oshawa, uh, Froakie, 
Popolio? Uh, I don't know his. Uh... Come on, come on, come on. Uh, I don't know the last two. Freak, I don't know the last two. <laughs> I, so, I forgot those two because I, I don't care about those two. Let's see who we got. So, who the last two that he forgot to answer is Sobble. Sobble. From the gallery region. Jesus Christ. And Quaxley. Quaxley. But... I think you did pretty good. You did a lot better than I thought you would. Well, thank you for thinking so highly of me, Sergio. <laughs> well, now that I know that you actually know something. Well, I do. I'm not just a complete uh, complete bimbo. I do know. <laughs> I do know my Pokemon. Yeah, I, I, I guess you do. I honestly, I'm I can't recite the whole theme song, but I do know the theme. There's a theme song. Okay. Question number two. I'm gonna show Uriel a list. Well, a picture of gym leaders, and let's see if he can name them. Oh, dear. Are you ready, Uriel, for question number two? No, I already know I'm going to fail this, but... Yeah. All right, here's number two. Here is a picture of the Kanto gym leaders. Can you name them all? Okay, we got Brock, Misty, Lieutenant Surge. We have uh, Koga. We have... I just told you about him. Ah! We have Giovanni. We have Kat- Katrina. Oh, no. No, not Katrina. Uh, You're close. <laughs> I, I don't know why I thought of Katrina. She looks like a Katrina. You have three letters, and the pronunciation is almost the same. Victoria? Oh, Lord. You were way off. <laughs> uh, Catherine? Her name, there's a show out there based on a witch. Scarlet Witch? Oh, come on. Ugh, such a millennial. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Jeez, forgive me. There's an older witch. Sabrina? There you go. Sabrina the witch. Uh, and I'm missing two. I literally just told you about this guy. Literally uh, on the <laughs> we, drive. We, we, we were. I, my short and, span memory. And he's part of today's chapter. I know. Bane? No, not Bane. What is he? Batman's villain? Um... I know he starts with the B. Blaine. Blaine. Jesus Christ. <laughs> all right. Sorry, I can't man. think of the other one. You couldn't name Sobble. You couldn't name Quaxley. And you couldn't name Blaine. Get well, out of here. I mean, it, to be fair. We're going to cut his mic right now. Okay. The rest of this podcast Bye, is going to be by Sergio. Okay. Yeah. Bye. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, Swabble and Quaxel are the most forgettable Pokemon in the entire world. Just to give you a chance, I'm going to let the, our listeners decide if you should stay on this podcast oh, or not. So my, my fate rests in the hands of your listeners. Of our three listeners. Or, of your faithful, <laughs> you know. Uh, our three faithful listeners out three there. Three faithful hey, listeners. Hey, guys. Thanks for sticking with us till this day. <laughs> well, I guess I'll know by the end of the day if I still have a job or not. <laughs> well, anyways, guys, I think so far we're going to cut Uriel some slack he's doing he's doing okay he didn't confuse he didn't bring up any digimon onto this podcast <laughs> how low do you think of me how dare you uh, well i know my difference between a digimon and a freaking pokemon okay? I, I hope so i Jeez. hope so but anyways just wanted to catch up with you guys i know we went on a long hiatus and <laughs> you know life got busy and uh as not many of you guys may know but i am a father of two little baby girls so I've been very busy, and uh, like I said, Chaz has gone on to bigger and better things, And uh, but luckily, Uriel has agreed with me to take over as uh, my second co-host here of the Pokemon Adventures manga. Now, here's actually a question more pertaining to the manga itself. Uriel, have you read the Pokemon Adventures manga? 
Is this part of my resume? Do I have to lie about this to get the job? Have you read the manga? Yes, I have. (laughs) Uh, Completely off the record. But on the record, I just started reading it. So actually, you know, for you, for your information, I've actually been listening to your podcast. Oh, wow. Okay. So So listener number four. Yeah. Ah, Unfortunately. Have you rated us on iTunes and Spotify? Um, I'm still waiting to see how you guys can improve with with your new host. Which reminds me, actually, for everybody out there that has been giving us good ratings on Spotify and iTunes. Thank you so much. And it's actually because of you guys that I've seen that the podcast has gained popularity during our time off has definitely pushed me to continue moving forward with the, with this podcast. And here we are. One last thing I wanted to ask Riel, what is, what is your favorite Pokemon and what is your favorite region of Pokemon? Well, if I have to base it off of one game, my favorite region hands down has to be Hoenn. Okay. Oh, and that's with um, Turtwig and... No, right? No. No. Wow. If you're out oh, there... Oh, guys, hold on, hold on. You're I, out I can there, fix please, this. Please I, shake I, your head at I, I can fix this. Hold really? on. Hold on. I can fix this. You really just said Turtwig. It belongs... It comes from Hoenn. What, <sighs> what is what Gen is 4? This? What is Gen 4? What is Diamond and Pearl? Oh, my God. What is Diamond and Pearl? I forgot. You're embarrassing me. I'm sorry, guys. This is. I'm sorry. This is an embarrassment. This is. Egg on you better my, egg on my face. Better let everybody know that you're joking around right now. I'm sorry. Do I let them know now? Yes. Oh, sorry, guys. I'm just joking. No, but yeah. You're talking about the Sino region. Sino is that what they're from? Is Generation that, Four. Generation Four. Turtwig. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's my favorite region. That's okay. my favorite game. Pokemon right. Platinum, hands down, my favorite game. Okay. And it's very hard to decide on one Pokemon because oh, of course I love them all. I'm in, I'm in between. If I go with starters, I'm in between a couple starters. I like Chimcharm. I like Totodile. I like Cyndaquil. I like Chikorita. Wow, which is a very unpopular uh, choice. But you just took that list right out of your pants. Do you carry that with you everywhere? Uh, I keep it in my wallet, dude. Oh. And every time I get into a new wallet, I always put it in. I do too. Actually, oh, no, nice. That's good. I actually carry Pokemon stickers everywhere I go. Do you yes. now? I actually, I don't think I have it anymore, but I used to have a Pokemon card you gave me Ah, a long time ago. It's not creepy at all. Not creepy. Just remembering. (laughs) Turn it in. Well, anyways, guys, uh, sorry for the long rant, but I just wanted you guys to get used to a little bit more of Uriel's voice, as you can clearly see, especially from the first question. He knows a lot about Pokemon. Wouldn't consider a Pokemon professor, but he's up there. He's up there. I'm just here for the job. I'm just glad. You know I'm not paying you, right? Oh, well, that's not what they told me. <laughs> Who do I need to talk to to get paid? There's a reason Charles is not here ah, anymore. Okay. But well, anyways, lucky bye, Charles. <laughs> okay. But we're going to get started today, guys. So we are picking up right where we left off, which is chapter 34. And this is actually a real crazy chapter. And it's surrounding a very popular legendary Pokemon, if Anything we can call this Pokemon the legendary of legendaries. I wouldn't go that far, but but it, <laughs> well, there's so many legendaries nowadays. You know, you know the way I see it. He's the wish knockoff version oh. of of the Pokemon of the <laughs> legendary Pokemon. But that's just my opinion. You're gonna be dissing a lot of people. I'm pretty sure right I now. am. I'm but pretty sure. Of course, we're talking about Mewtwo. Today's chapter is called Chapter 34, and the chapter is called And Mewtwo 2. 
Now, a little bit of context here. Of course, if you guys remember, everybody that's been keeping up with the manga, Mewtwo had made an appearance and, uh, well, more like a cameo. And it was back in the chapter where Red had um, dressed up as a Team Rocket member and he accidentally saw Blaine as a scientist working for Team Rocket. They were creating Mewtwo at the time. So now we're going to see the consequences of that chapter, pretty much everything that took down there. Right. And are you ready, Gabriel? I'm always ready. All right. So we're gonna. I'm going to take over here as in the first few pages. In the beginning of this uh, page, the first thing we see is some sound effects. And it looks like something broke out. And you see, shing, and we see a Team Rocket member and a couple of scientists and a guy that I swear looks like could possibly be Brock, but it's not him. And then we see Mewtwo right off the bat. And it shows that it's Mewtwo, the one that broke out of his uh, testing tube. In the bottom, in the middle panel, we see Blaine, gym leader Blaine of Cinnabar Island. And he's shouting off the top of his lung. He's like, don't let it escape. And the bottom panel shows a whole building just going up in flames. A huge explosion. So obviously from what we can get from this Mewtwo escape. He escaped from the cell that Team Rocket had him in. And now we're going to go on to uh, the next page. You want to go ahead, Uriel, and uh, tell us what's going on here with Blaine? Sure, yeah. So you continue on seeing Blaine. You know, he, it looks like he's like... I don't know, like waking up or something, you know, you hear him say, Ugh! you know, he, he gets up, you know, you see his rapid ash and he tells his rapid ash. He's like, it, it was just a dream. And he's, he, you see on the next panel, you know, he's, he's noticing his arm and it's like hurting him. You can see the sound effects. It says twitch and jab. He's like, geez, so close. And he gets on his rapid dash. I'm pretty sure I'm going to pronounce this wrong, but I'm guessing it's Cruelian City. Oh my god! Is it or how do you how do you pronounce it? Cerulean City. Cerulean City. Oh gee, sorry. <laughs> not everyone is a, is a word expert. Do not insult the Gen Oneers listening. I'm not insulting them. I just can't <laughs> pronounce them. But anyways, you see Rapidash, you know, going into the city, Cerulean City, Northwest Sector, and in the next panel, you see red, and you see what is that? Is that a? Is that a? That's a Poke Center. So weird how they look. A, t- a tiny little building. But yeah. to be fair, this is actually very faithful to what the build, how the buildings look in the games. That is true, but I, I'm little- pretty sure it's going to be like humongous in the inside. That's what the anime is for. <laughs> <laughs> you see, uh, you see, Red having a conversation. He's like the mon- the monster of Cerulean City. Ah, so actually, right now that Uriel mentioned that. Just keep in mind, guys, we are both reading slightly different translation. So where Red picks up his version, it says the monster of Cerulean City. Mm -hmm. On my version is the beast of Cerulean City. Hmm. Not a huge difference, but just wanted to, you you know how we've done before. We'll point out these slight translation differences, especially if it's a big notable one. So we're going to go off uh, to the next page. We've established we're in Cerulean City. Red is in Cerulean City and Blaine is on his way there. So the first th- uh, panel that we see towards the top is uh, we get a small speech bubble and it says, Beast is right. Ain't nothing but devastation out yonder. This Northwest sector, just the Northwest barbecue now. Now, as you guys remember, I don't know if you remember what he had just judging by that accent you know who's talking colonel sanders <laughs> no nah, i'm kidding that's a uh, bill for whatever reason bill has a crazy cowboy accent 
<laughs> you're in the manga. But yeah, so Red and Bill talking, and you guys remember Bill, right? Bill, the uh, Pokemon researcher. You find him at the lighthouse in the anime, and in in the game, he lives actually in the outskirts of Cerulean City. So yeah, so it's Bill and Red talking, and actually he's talking through a computer. And then this is Red talking. Now he says, are you sure it's a Pokemon? And then Bill responds like, ain't sure of nothing. Whatever it was deep fried, whatever deep fried the town slipped into the Cerulean Caves. And it's almost likely hiding there now. Small pause right there. Muriel, you've played the Pokemon Red and Blue games, or at least... um, Vaguely. The Canto games, Leaf yeah. Green, uh, Fire yeah. Red, you played them, right? Mm-hmm. Do you remember where you find Mewtwo, you encounter Mewtwo in the first time? No, I don't remember. I played that game a long time ago, okay. back when I had a Game Boy Color. Or, uh, yeah, Game Boy Color, no? Well, Trying to remember Game not Boy to Advance. forget, or Game Boy Advance. If One of those. Fire so. Red, yeah. Well, anyways, for you guys at home, we're not going to mention him right now, because you already know. You already know where you find Mewtwo the first time you encounter him, because that's exactly where we're leading up to. What about if they don't know? Why we're, making that assumption? We're gonna find out right now in the manga. Oh, okay. oh, sorry. <laughs> so, anyways, we go back to Bill, and Bill's pretty much instructing Red. He's like, "Hey, Red, just because you beat down Team Rocket, don't go getting uppity and trying to catch that thing." You hear? Of course, Red is not gonna listen. Red is just heard. Red just heard that there's a powerful pokemon nearby so he's obviously gonna go check it out which is so we see him run out of the pokemon center and then red is like kind of looking a little bit shyish he's like too late bill i'm already here and then red continues saying he's like when i heard beast i figured it must be some power for pokemon but i didn't expect this now a small description of what's going on here red is walking around towards the wilderness and there's destruction everywhere he has his venusaur walking behind him there's trees everything looks destroyed all around him it's actually all his pokemon are out because you see polyrath aerodactyl and his pikachu red continues saying but i didn't expect this it's like the whole place was trampled down by some kind of well beast white body pointy ears purple eyes what is it you want to go ahead and take over the next page Judith? Yeah, it says right here, you can see a whole bunch of trees that are broken down. And he says, funny, this area doesn't look like it was burned or crushed. More like it was twisted. And he sees, he's walking around and he sees a cave. He's like, huh? And he's creeping up. You know, you can see his face looking around inside the cave, making sure everything is fine. You have his Pikachu right there looking at him like, bro, what are you doing? (laughs) And then he goes like, so this is the cave that Bill was talking about. And go on to the next panel, and you see that all his Pokemon are out there. I like to point out that I like the way his Venusaur looks. Looks pretty cool. Contrary to, to what I believe, I'm not a, much of a grass or water starter. I'm always a fire starter. But I like of I like, I like Venusaur. What's wrong with that? Huh? <laughs> Why are you hating on the fires? You know? Jeez. We all know Charizard. Not, not everybody is playing to play competitively, okay? <laughs> Some of us just like to play because they like the game. Okay? Sorry. So you uh, see um, Red turns around to his Pokemon. He's like, what's wrong? What's wrong with all of you? Poor he, things look terrified. Yeah, they just look so confused. Like, Tog, I ain't getting in that cave. <laughs> you're going in, you're going in by yourself. And then you see this big-ass sound effect. You whoosh, this tornado that's coming out. He's like, uh-oh. 
and this tornado starts wrapping around all his Pokemon. You see, you see all of them all like fainted or knocked out. And he's like, no, something's weird. A tornado. And you see on the next panel that you see it's coming out from the cave. And he's like, it, it's coming from the cave. Aerodactyl, help everybody. Gyarados. And you can see all his Pokemon just grabbing onto each other. I don't know if you can describe the next panel where you see the Aerodactyl. Yeah, it's actually pretty crazy. So just like what he was saying, just this crazy tornado comes out of nowhere, engulfs Red and his Pokemon. The next panel we see, first we see at the very top, we see Aerodactyl. And he's holding on to Gyarados with his dear life. And then right after Gyarados, you see Snorlax holding, pulling down Gyarados and Aerodactyl. After Gyarados, we see Venusaur holding on with his Vine Whip. <laughs> and then right after Venusaur, we see Polyrath holding on. He's the one holding on to Red. And then at the very end, we see poor little Pikachu. I just think it's funny because I'm just like, man, that Aerodactyl, he's, he's like going through a whole bunch of adrenaline. Just just Gyarados and Snorlax alone? <laughs> man, those guys are heavy. Exactly. Those guys are big boys. Just Snorlax alone. Oh, man, exactly. Jeez. That's one tough Aerodactyl. Uh, uh, for real, I'm just looking at this homie. He's just like struggling. <laughs> so we continue on with the story. So, of course, we got Red pretty much towards the end, uh, the bottom of the tornado. And then Red says, got to get everybody except Aerodactyl into their Pokeballs. And then he reaches down towards where his bell. And he's like, huh? They're gone. Blown away. And then we get a zoomed out panel and then, you know, it shows everybody fighting for their dear life. And then Red continues on and says, ah, if this keeps on, we're going to get sucked into that twister again. And he's like, come on. And then we, to the last panel we see of this page is Aerodactyl's claw slipping away from letting Gyarados go. We go on to the next page and all Pokemon let loose. They all get sucked into a tornado. We see Pikachu. We see Aerodactyl flying all over. Then we see Gyarados go off in the different direction. Venusaur and Polyrath towards the end. And then Reddy yells out. He's like, help. You want to continue with Ian? Yeah. And on the next panel, you see that he's being grabbed by someone. You can see that it says snag. And he's like, this is no time to panic. He's like, quick empty pokeballs and he starts throwing them he starts catching all his pokemon you can see on the next panel all the little pokemon they're all knocked out poor polyrap he's all knocked out man yeah he's like yes phew got the little x's on their eyes yeah they're all like knocked out but he's just glad he managed to catch them and on the next panel what do you see right there you can see that's uh what's his name again i forgot blaine fire gym leader <laughs> oh, blaine. I, I forget his name so quick i don't know why <laughs> He's right there with his Rapidash, and he's like, well, well, well. Looks like it was my turn to save you, Red. And then Red turns around, he looks at him, he's like, Blaine? And then you see on the next panel, you can see that Blaine and Red on the Rapidash, they're still in the, the tornado. He's like, this Twister, is it coming from that monster from Cerulean City? And then Blaine is like, very good, Red. Um... It's coming back, shouldn't we? And then Blaine tells him, you can leave. He turns around, he looks at his rabbit ash, he's like, but I've got to defeat the thing coming from it. There's no other way. And you can see that the rap. I think the rabbit ash throws out an attack. I yes. don't, yeah. He tells um, uh, Blaine, I'm guessing, tells Red, he's like, this is no ordinary tornado. 
and he turns around and he tells his Rapidash, Fire Span. You can see on the next panel. Yeah, so it. now we got Red, Blaine, and Rapidash in the middle of this tornado. And of course, Blaine was like, Red, you can leave if you want, but I'm staying. Red, of course, he's like, I'm not going anywhere. Anyways, I don't think he was going to be able to leave. In the, in yeah, there was no way of leaving. Yeah. So Red yells like, ah, he's like, it's bound, the fire, the fire spin that Rapidash threw off, it's like, it's bouncing back. That's when in the middle panel, Blaine tells Red, he's like, did you see that, Red? And they show like a little, the next panel is like a little diagram. It shows Rapidash at the top. What was that? Such a cute Rapidash. (laughs) Shows Rapidash at the top, the tornado at the bottom. In the middle, we get a little, little description box that says, attack. Towards the right, under Rapidash, it says reflection. And then this is, and then we get a little explanation towards the bottom where it says, any energy directed inward is reflected outward by the rotation of the tornado. This is the manifestation of an extraordinary psychic power. And then Blaine goes on and says, that cyclonic energy is powerful enough to twist anything. It serves as an impenetrable shield by flinging back any kind of attack like a boomerang. The ultimate defense and offense in one. It's the dreaded side wave. And then towards the bottom, now they're making out where exactly this tornado is coming from. And Blaine continues on and says, The master of the side wave lurks at the bottom of the twister like an ant lion. There's only one creature in the world with this kind of power. And then Red says, he gasps and says, You, you mean... Go ahead, Ria. What's the next page? At the very bottom, you can see on the next panel that there's a creature in the bottom making the psych wave. And you can see that Blaine is with exclamation saying, Mewtwo. And you can see you have that anime moment where Mewtwo just looks at him and glares with his eyesight. Pretty badass. You know, you have all these sound effects. You know, uh, you can hear Blaine screaming, Yeah! (laughs) And he gets on the ground. He's like, it conceals itself, defends itself, and strikes back all at once. And this is only one of its attacks. And you can see Mew, Mewtwo is right there. And he's like, hey, it's disappearing. And Blaine is like, I know. You can see that something's going on with his arm, some weird thing. Yeah, so this this is where it gets interesting, guys. As soon as Mewtwo makes his appearance, well, basically, once Blaine gets close to Mewtwo, Blaine immediately reaches out and touches his arm, and he rolls back his sleeve. And honestly, the best way that I can describe it is that it looks like his arm starts melting off. And Blaine says, it's behind us. So it's almost like his arm can sense where Mewtwo is coming from. And then that's where Red immediately dodges, because Mewtwo threw off an attack, and he barely managed to miss them and then red is freaking out because he looks at he's looking at blaine's arm he's like blaine your 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 arm and then in that bottom panel we get a disgusting image of blaine's arm and this is exactly like i said it looks like the arm his whole forearm is melting off and also you can even see the veins pulse yeah so basically blaine is having some sort of crazy reaction to mewtwo and then blaine explains and says this is why this thing has to be beaten now that creature as you know is the genetic pokemon i created from a cell of mew red continues and says uh-huh and they even show a little silhouette of mew and then the next page 
Blaine continues on and tells Red, what you don't know is that it proved impossible to create an entire creature from the few Mew cells that we captured. They even show a panel of when Mewtwo was being created in his test tube. And Blaine continues, so I added some human cells to the mix. Cells from my own arm. Alas, a backwash of renegade of Mewtwo cells found their way up to my arm. Soon, this arm will be useless. And in the end, Mewtwo cells will control my entire body and take my life. What do you think about that, Uriel? I think that's crazy. I think that just comes to show how how dark and twisted, you know, Pokemon can be in a split second. Totally different, right, from the oh, Mewtwo yeah. from yeah. the movie. Yeah, heck yeah. You still see, um, you still get Mewtwo as his badass Pokemon, but, you know, nobody knows that he's actually from human cells and cells of Mew. At least here in the manga. Oh, yeah. You know, they give a little bit more explanation to how Mewtwo was created, which also brings a little bit, uh, brings to mind that it's crazy how, there's Pokemon based on animals. There's Pokemon based on objects. And then there's Pokemon like Mewtwo that were man-made. Right, right. So Mewtwo is probably like the, obviously one of the most powerful man-made most common. Pokemon. Yeah. Yes. So yeah, so now we, we see why why Blaine's arm is completely freaking out. Basically, Mewtwo... Is a part of Blaine and Blaine is a part of Mewtwo. So that's definitely a spin yeah. to the Mewtwo origin story yeah, than a, most of us. Because obviously most most of us just know the Mewtwo from the movie, mm -hmm. which was created by Team Rocket, right. similar to here. But that's it. And then after that, Mewtwo is just all right. powerful. Yeah, we we know that Mewtwo is just this one badass, you know, tough Pokemon from the get-go. Yeah. You know. So continuing on this page, so basically Blaine tells tells Red is like if I don't defeat Mewtwo, his cells are going to mm. take over me and I'm going to die. Which but, is okay. I'm sorry, but I'm just saying, I'm, I'm seeing that he wants to catch him because he's becoming a problem. That's more like a secondary effect. I, The way I see it, he's like, you know what? I want to take this guy down because he's going to rampage every city he goes through. And if I don't catch him, sooner or later, I'm going to be able to, uh, I'm not going to be able to be able to catch him. That's you know, true. I'm going to get to a point where I'm not going to be able to use my arm. And then when I least expect it, I'm going to become part of Mew, Mew too, you know. So that's that's the way I see it. Yeah, it's crazy what how they uh, made Mewtwo here. Yeah. But obviously still a tough Pokemon, still right. a powerful psychic Pokemon. So Blaine continues explaining. Ha, I wish anyway at least those get rid of those uh, shared cells. And then Blaine continues on and says, enable us... Both to know when the other is close, calling it a reasonable effect or a natural tracking device. So obviously his arm freaks out whenever Mewtwo is around and it shows the direction that Mewtwo is coming from. That word is resonance. Resonance, I'm sorry. Resonance effect. His Mewtwo spidey sense. There you go. <laughs> and then we get a really cool panel of Mewtwo standing next to Blaine and Blaine continues talking and it says for the moment I am a living Mewtwo locator but when I am gone there will be no hope we continue on to the next page and Blaine now talks about his work with Team Rocket and says let Team Rocket call me a traitor tell them to hound me to the ends of the earth what should I fear now he's like heh but I do drone on and on, don't I? And in the meantime, Red is pretty much, while listening, he's looking, admiring Rapidash. And then I guess 
the rapid ash kind of threw some flame at red yeah and then yeah because we get a panel of red completely engulfed in flame but he's not burning right and he says like what fireball wall and then oh blaine tells him he's like a fireball wall you'll be safe inside i have no right to drag you into this right it pretty much yells back and he's like blaine don't be stupid you can't do this alone Go ahead, Uriel. And then he sees you go on to the next uh, panel. You can see Red being blinded. He's like, who's being stupid? <laughs> <laughs> so funny. A grown-ass man calling a kid stupid. <laughs> right? <laughs> you see Blaine just looking. He's like, listen, kid. This isn't another one of your fun adventures. If I'm too late, city after city will be destroyed. And he pats Red on the head. He's like, you will be a great trainer, Red, someday. And you can see that some action going on. Oh, you can see that the arm is reacting to Mewtwo. And you can see that Blaine. I'm guessing Blaine is getting hurt by it. But I, it hurts. Sorry, it hurts his arm. Because you can oh, hear sure. him scream. He's like, ah. Magic like your it's hurting. Arm just melting off like that? Yeah, it would be nice if his arm wouldn't hurt, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and then you can see Red in the very last panel. You can see that he's... uh reaching looking down as everything is going on you can see blaine off with his rapid ash he's screaming blaine no and that's the end of chapter 34 of course we actually leave us with a cliffhanger yeah that's true yeah (laughs) we get a cliffhanger i thought that was the next part so as uriel was talking when blaine has that little uh, little bit of a father that anime moment exactly i was all i could hear was some nice Deep music yeah. playing in the back. He's like, you'll be a great trainer. You'll, you'll, you know something's going on the moment Somehow. he starts talking like that. <laughs> exactly. And the last thing we see of chapter 34 is Red, on, not Red, but Blaine on his Rapidash riding the tornado, the little, the twister heading straight into Mewtwo. Because remember, Mewtwo is at the very bottom of this twister. Red is being stopped by the firewall, which I wonder how that makes sense. Right? It, wouldn't well, he be burned? I mean, yeah. I understand. I understand the logic where if a Pokemon has an attribute that's like sticking out, like flames or or spikes, like the Pokemon can choose not to harm the 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 trainer if they Correct. get on their back. But I'm saying, like, this homie just launched the whole attack on him. Literally, yeah, <laughs> that's weird. Yeah. So basically, obviously, blame being the adult, right? He's telling the what we suppose the 10, 11 year old, you're not going to get involved in this. This is actually something serious. This isn't a Pokemon bottle, but you can literally get hurt here. I'm, I'm glad that he's actually doing that. He's the one thing that the reasonable adult is talking about. <laughs> the one time. Yeah, because throughout the whole thing, you see that these adults are like, you know what? We'll just let these kids handle it. They, they'll do a much better job than we're doing, you know? In the games, in the anime, yeah. as we've always said this. Where are the adults when it comes to these, these powerful, fights, legendary Pokemon, or even when there's evil organizations? Right. You get me? At least here we see a little bit of balance. Like, hey, Blaine is an adult. He's like, I'll be the one to take care of this. And at the end of the day, Mewtwo's my problem. Back off, kid. Yeah. <laughs> uh, anything prior to that is just pure child uh, exploitation. Oh, yeah. At its the, finest. In the games, nobody even tries to stop you. They just said, oh, you got eight shiny badges. Go ahead. Come yeah. into the cave. Well, actually, no, I'm wrong. You're actually not allowed into the cave until you defeat the Elite Four and the champion. Oh, yeah? At the very least. Mm. But now, I guess they skipped through that. 
<laughs> now, if I remember correctly from what I was saying earlier, the cave that you find Mewtwo in is the Cerulean Cave. I was going to say originally Mount Moon, but it's not Mount Moon. Mount Moon is before Cerulean City, mm. but the Cerulean Cave is where you find Mewtwo. Oh, okay. So, for all our Gen 1ers and everybody out there that's played either red and blue or yellow even. For all those Old Testament folk out there yes. that, that are strictly abiding by the original 151 and want to <laughs> keep it that way. Ah, the older folk. Right? I shouldn't be talking. Uh, but anyway. You're right there in that bunch, buddy. <laughs> yeah, I am. But I actually enjoy and recognize that there's more than 151 Pokemon. Careful, Sergio. They'll, they'll, they'll go at you in the comment section. <laughs> but anyways... We get our introduction to Mewtwo, a full actual introduction that's not a cameo. Yeah. So it's basically, well, I was going to say Red and Blaine versus Mewtwo, but it's more Blaine right now. And in the, actually in the coming chapter, we're going to see Red actually fight Mewtwo. But obviously, I don't want to spoil too much for today. For the most part, what are your thoughts on chapter 34, Uriel? I think it's a good episode. Um, I'm sure I've already said this, but I've, less, I've listened to this podcast already. There are some episodes that I like, but this one, this is one of the good ones that I like to hear, you know, Definitely. Um, it has really good art, artwork on it. And, you know, I just like the, the, the good use of common sense of not endangering <laughs> the lives of children. Now, another thing I, one thing I need to point out so far, because I'm pretty sure for most people that remember Mewtwo is that Mewtwo talks telepathically. Yeah. yeah he, he's able to speak. As far as we know now. We haven't seen that ability. Right. So far, Mewtwo's acting like a wild Pokemon. Right. A wild animal. Right. So we're going to have to wait and see and see exactly what abilities Mewtwo has uh, in the next chapter. And for all of you guys that have read it, uh, go ahead and take another peek. Uh, read a chapter, what is it, 35? Chapter 35. 35 that's coming out of the Pokemon Adventures manga. We're going to see the face-off between Blaine and Mewtwo and see exactly... Who's the winner? Who's the See, better one? It's, it's master versus creation. Right? So, I don't know about you, but these chapters ex excite me. Right. <laughs> well, you know, anything excites you nowadays. <laughs> but, you know what? I am pretty pumped uh, to get to see the next chapter. Should uh, You guys should tune in uh, to listen what happens next. But, yeah. It's a good Definitely. chapter. Yeah, that's pretty much it. We're, chapter 34, we end off in a cliffhanger. Tune in with us next week, guys. And you don't want to miss out. Thank you so much for everybody that has been patient. Thank you so much to everybody that has been giving us good reviews on iTunes and Spotify. And if you haven't, please, please don't hesitate. Please, the best way for these podcasts to become successful is through you guys' downloads and reviews. So we're going to keep moving forward. I apologize once again for our long hiatus, but we are back. I got Uriel here with me and we're, he's my new partner here for through our journey through the cancel region. And I know we didn't start off in Palatown, but hey, picked them up somewhere in Cerulean City, and For here real. we are now. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm here. I'm here until the checks run out. There he goes. <laughs> they haven't even started, but <laughs> I'm just waiting. I'm optimistic. Ah, good, 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 Ariel. <laughs> we'll see how long that optimism stays. We will. <laughs> but like I said, guys, until next time, this is the Pokemon Adventures podcast reviewing the Pokemon Adventures manga. By this point. You know what we're all about. And we're going to start next week with chapter 35. And it's called And Mewtwo 
3. Will we see Mew 3 in the Pokemon Adventures manga? Maybe. Who knows? You're going to have to tune in with us next week, guys. And once again, my name is Sergio, and I have my co-host here, Uriel. Hey, guys. <laughs> and thank you so much for tuning in this week in today's episode. And until next chapter and next episode.